I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport. Three shows coming over the next three days, including exclusive interviews with Matt and Nick Jackson, SCU, Paul Robinson, the new Proteus champion. And coming up on this NXT edition of the show, we'll be speaking with, well, we'll be offering you the opportunity to bask in the glory of the limitless Keith Lee. Okay, welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show. Will Gavin, I've got John Jackson uh, this week joining me from a hotel room in Nottingham. I'd like... <laughs> When was the last time you spent any time at home, John? I like travelling. It's fun. Um, I've been, uh, just let you know, I've uh, just been helping wheel four massive old whiskey barrels up four sl- flights of stairs to a nightclub. Why? I, I'm asking myself the same question, but it's, uh, it's fresh as week and I'm helping out with an event. It's, it's really dull and it's nothing to do with wrestling. Okay, fine. Uh, we'll just allow it to be then, I guess. Actually, I'll tell you what, um, no, we can make it about wrestling. You know the Chris Jericho Cracker Barrel sponsored thing, or I think it was possibly Jimmy Havoc at AEW. It's like that, except these barrels are not clearly made of balsa wood. They're made of very heavy oak. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, right, so coming up on this show, we're going to be... We'll look back at the first week of NXT because we haven't actually done that yet. And we're going to hear our 20-minute sit-down with the limitless Keith Lee. He joined us at, uh, at Progress's Chapter 95 at Alexandra Palace, where he was there, uh, forming the Limitless Bros with uh, Matt Riddle. And to be fair, uh, it, was, uh, it, it was a great event at Ali Pali. We had a great time. Keith Lee, this is a really interesting interview, John, because he takes a little moment to warm into it. He'd just come out of his match, which is already a weird time to interview someone. Like, he even said to us, is this like some kind of post-match gimmick kind of thing? (laughs) Uh, But I I felt like once he warmed into it and warmed up a bit, he's he's really good. Uh, It's just between jet lag and having apparently quite a heavy night with Matt Riddle and, uh, and a few of the other guys, Eddie Kingston being one. Uh, who were out there from the States. Uh, yeah, he just, uh, <laughs> he was feeling it all a little bit, wasn't he? He was a little bit slow on the uptake, let's say. But once we managed to <laughs> put him in a chair, uh, it was all right. And uh, yeah, he warmed up. You might have seen some of the video clips on our social media pages. But uh, yeah, this is the full job, the uh, the full 20 minutes of, uh, of you and him uh, thrashing minds together and discussing Nando's. 
And it's particularly relevant and particularly works today because hopefully you listen to this this evening when we're recording it on the Wednesday morning because uh, he faces Dominic Dijakovic. It's a lot of letters in that. Is that even right? I don't even know anymore. Um, that sounded in- convincing and that's half the thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's 80% how you sound, 10% how you look, only 10% 100%. what you say. Yeah. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the, the fact is, is they're facing off tonight in what is a rematch of their television match from a couple of months ago, which a lot of people talked about as being a takeover level match. And these are two guys who have tagged together before, who have faced off before, who had a five-star Meltzer match in Bowler at the Battle of Los Angeles, which has just been this past weekend, actually, in uh, in Los Angeles and was won by Bandido, which I thought was a really interesting choice uh, for uh, uh, PWG. Uh, they, they fought on the day three, on the same day that Kenny Omega wrestled. And Dijak actually throwed some shade at Kenny Omega this week when he claimed that the NXT guys wouldn't even make it onto a dark match, saying, well, let's not forget when mine and Keith Lee's bowler match absolutely blew your big return to the promotion out of the water two years ago. Uh, it did. It was a phenomenal match. And we talk all about that as well. So it's kind of, it's salient. It's good timing. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we've watched Keith Lee for a number of years now in the Indies, and it was nice to actually finally uh, sit and chat to him and, and, and get a, a picture of him behind the gimmick. And, uh, I mean, I think the gimmick is pretty much him. I think he's fairly high in self-confidence, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the stuff that's really interesting from this outside of the stuff about Dijak is the uh, is the stuff about uh, his early days at the Performance Center and his previous three failed tryouts with WWE, what he learned from each of them, what he took away from them and who he learned those things from. So that's all coming up. Really enjoyed this chat. This is the Limitless Keith Lee. Keith Lee joins us at Progress Chapter 95 here at uh, Ali Pali. Keith, firstly, what's it like wrestling in a sauna? Because that might be the hottest room I've ever been in in my life. Uh, actually, yeah, this is very different from the last time I was here. It was uh, nice and cool last time, uh, but it's nothing that I'm it doesn't bother me. My years in football, I trained in really hot weather in 40 pounds of gear. And... Uh, you know, I've done bowler for PWG. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I've been in that room. That's a hot room, to be fair. Uh, yeah, so this is actually nothing for me. It's not a problem. All right, fair, fair. I'm loving the... I just, uh, you know, I sweat easy, so... Oh, trust me, I was stood at the back watching you, and I was sweating, so uh, I can understand what it must be like if you're under the lights mm-hmm. in the ring. I'm loving the Flash Morgan Webster t-shirt as a, as a choice, the vest as a, as a fashion choice. It's a oh, it's strong man. He's a, he's, a, he's a good brother, is what I like to call him. He's a, one of my favorite <laughs> talents here, so I try to support him when I can. Absolutely love that. Um, we, uh, the, in, in our first time back in the UK for quite a while. Uh, how was it being back? Great reaction from the crowd, it felt like. Uh, it, was, it was good. You know, it's, it's, I, I've voiced several times that Europe in general is a place that I miss uh, up to and including Ireland. Um, so being able to come back was obviously awesome. Not quite the big return I would have liked, but um, 
you know, the crowd was there and made me feel just as special as always. And at the end of the day, that's what it was about for me. It does feel like the UK crowd, though, buy into it very quickly. We had the Bask in Your Glory chant. We had the, we, I don't know if you heard it from where we were. We had the You're Just a Small Town in Yorkshire chants coming in. Uh, have you been to Keithley? That's got to be one of our questions, no, I surely. No, I keep telling or keep being told that I need to make that trip. Uh, I'm not going to lie, there's not a lot there. It's, I've heard. It's a lovely place. Nonetheless, but. Mr. Jim Smallman has, in, has, has offered to take me uh, <laughs> numerous times, actually. And typically, I just don't have the time. For instance, finished fighting today, and, you know, I'll go back and I'll get ready and got to fly back to the States tomorrow, so... What are your kind of positive memories from wrestling here in the UK? I can remember watching you here in Super Strong Style, fantastic tournament you had then, seeing you in, in Rev Pro, in OTT. It feels like it's somewhere where, like, you've... you've when you were building up this recent head of steam that somewhere that embraced you in a big way? Uh, I think number one is, is the fans, uh, especially when they, when they do the, the song Hey Jude, but in the form of Keith Lee. It is my favorite thing on the planet. I love it so much. Uh, but after that, it's just you know the opportunity to put on Keith Lee matches. My style, my way. Uh, I don't really feel like today was like that, but um, in, in singles competition, being able to produce uh, my type of martial art is something that I love and enjoy, and, and I, I love the appreciation that's shown for it. It's really interesting because we've sat here with Matt Riddle, who you were tagging with today. We've sat here with Kyle O'Reilly, and, and all of them kind of communicated the same thing. What's great about being here is that you can work your style and people buy into it in a big way. And I think that feels like it's the same that they've had the opportunity to do the same in NXT. Do you feel like you've going into the big brand that you've still been able to work your style, work your Keith Lee matches? Um, I would say lately I've had that opportunity, but initially, absolutely not. Uh, it's definitely a lot of things that I am suggested not to do and or just cannot do in general. Uh, and that's just the way it goes, man. Different system, different different style there, and a uh, different vision for for what they want from me. So, just kind of have to work within the context of what's given to me. And people talked about particularly your recent match with with Dominic as being takeover level. That was the the words we heard for TV. Was that something where you felt like, okay, maybe the the constraints, the the way it was working at first, you had to work around it, but but that was a chance you got to show what you can actually do. Uh, if I'm being honest, I would say that that match with Dijak was. Uh, and you'll have to forgive me. I like to call him Dijak for short because Dijakovic <laughs> is just so long. Um, it's all right. If he, ever, if, if he moves over to SmackDown and Raw, they'll shorten it anyway. So of course. He'll probably be Dijak anyway. Yeah, I hope so for, for my sake <laughs> and for fans' sake. Uh, nonetheless, I, I just feel like – I don't feel like that was a takeover level match for us. I feel like that was just a drop in the bucket. It's just like, here's a taste. Everything that we do, I feel like, is just a taste test. Like, here's, a, here's an appetizer. We have yet to produce or fight to a level that allows us to go into a full course of, like, a full course meal. And I don't know if or when people will see it, but they will know when they experience it. I'm happy that people view it as a takeover level match. Um, for me, it's just another day in the office. So, you know, uh, 
see we'll see what the future holds i suppose i think it's fair because it, uh, for me it was a, i mean Huge fan of yours from your time over here, time, and you mentioned PWG and Bowler and stuff earlier. The match you two had on, I think it was day three of Bowler a couple of years ago, that was kind of, if anyone wants to see what you guys can do, there was a level that that reached that felt like with the crowd, the heat, everything that went into it, uh, that felt really special. And that's what I'm desperate to see on, on TV with NXT. I honestly feel like that match was overkill. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, here's the truth behind that match, okay? Uh, Dijak got the okay to do Bola, even though he was already technically with WWE. He got the okay, and he was allowed to come do it, and I think that was just a statement match for us because we knew it would be the last time we would fight on the indies, and we wanted to leave something behind that we felt like honored who we are as what some would call hyper-athletes. And so, literally, it was the most ridiculous thing we could come up with. I don't know. I know that there are things that we can do that outshadow that, but I don't know if we would do as much as we did in that <laughs> match. Because it, it does, let's be honest, that was so over the top. I go back and watch now, and I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? Why did you do that? Why are you, what are you, come on, guys. It's a bit much. As a big fella, I loved it. I'm all in for it. I, I love seeing big guys doing big things and not just having to subscribe to the very standard, here's some power moves, I'm going to work on top, like actually doing some, some stuff that maybe people wouldn't expect from a big man. True enough, but at the same time, I also am the epitome. I, am, I feel like I am the representative of that entire niche at this point. Being a guy that's 340 pounds and doing what I do not just flippy things, but catching guys that are 300 pounds and throwing guys up in the air that are 300. People lost their minds when I popped up large for the spirit bomb. They had no idea. I, I'm, I am an all-around ridiculous athlete, and I think I'm the staple holder for that entire genre that is wrestling art. That being said, I also believe that because that is the case, I have to do things in a minimalistic way so that they mean something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the match that we had, they didn't, it was excellent, but there was so much happening that it made other things not mean as much as they should. I think that's what it comes down to as well with the stuff you're talking about, Dijak in, in NXT. The understanding was that was meant to happen about six or eight months earlier, and then you had the injury, and then he had the big injury, and, and that kind of drew out. So NXT starts on TV this coming week something to be hyped about i think for for a lot of people but what it is is it's now two hours and a bigger platform so if you want to tell those stories if you want to do more with it feels like that opportunity is is opening itself up at the right moment maybe uh perhaps um i think at this point for me especially after today um i'm i'm definitely going to consider more of um, concern for myself as opposed to associates and, and acquaintances and things of that sort to focus on Keith Lee art as opposed to trying to meld into other forms uh, and I think that there being live television is going to give a lot of people an opportunity to see uh, Keith Lee in, in his finest hour so to speak uh, meaning 
the collar's off, the leash is gone, handcuffs are gone, and I, I get to do things the way that I want to do it. So I'm really looking forward to that. Is it definitely singles you're looking at? Because obviously we saw the, the Limitless Bros today, you and Matt, which was a good a lot of fun. Is that something you'd want to consider doing or are you thinking you want to focus on, on Keith Lee? I think I've always been a singles guy. Um, I've had my tag stints. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not going to go and say that I would be opposed to it necessarily. I'm fairly open-minded, especially when it comes to business, and I am a businessman unlike most. Um, if it makes business sense, I will do a tag. If it does not make business sense, of course I'm going to focus on singles because that's what I love. That's my passion. I love the struggle. I love the fight. I love the battles, I love the energy, the drama, the emotion, all those things are what I love about the sport, so. Do you have a vision for, because I think we see like, and, and Matt's a good example, Riddle, of someone who came in around the same time as you and has managed to do a lot, get on the takeovers, etc. and you've had your, your knockbacks, your injuries, but we'd like to see more from you. Is there a plan with TV coming? Have they spoken to you about how you might be used more? Because, you know, like I said, as a fan, I want to see you week in, week out, and I want to see you getting those opportunities to shine on the pay-per-views, etc. I feel like, um, to me, it makes sense it being becoming a, a two-hour show that there would be more opportunity. And with more opportunity, I don't think that there's much of a choice because every time I go out there, it doesn't matter who they put me against. It doesn't matter if, they, if they're beating me. It doesn't matter anything. I am the one that shines. And that's one of the reasons I put out a tweet a while ago and it simply said it doesn't matter how they view me. It doesn't matter where you put me on the card. I'm the main event. If I so choose to be, that's what's going to happen because I can still win a show I choose to. So if the opportunities come, I will take my spot. That's just how I roll. I've never chosen like some people are. And I'm okay with that because every time I get to the top, it's a credit to the fact that I earn it and I take what I want. So and that's going to be more my focus going forward. What do you enjoy about coming back and getting to do shows like this? I mean, I was chatting to some of the guys earlier. It sounds like you guys had a bit of fun getting into the UK last night. Went out with, with Matt and with Eddie Kingston, a few of the other guys, getting to catch up with some guys like Flash who maybe you don't see on the regular basis. Is it cool getting to, back and, getting to come back and not just coming to the UK, but do some indie events, you know, maybe you could go and do stuff in Evolve, etc. that those opportunities are open to NXT guys. And I don't really know if Evolve has any interest in me, actually. Uh, but regardless of, of what the situation holds, I love going back, A, for meeting up and, and seeing old friends, acquaintances, meeting new people, seeing new talent, because that's another passion of mine is seeing new people come up and, and kind of blossom and finding people with potential and trying to help them in whatever way that I can. Uh, but secondly, I was more than happy coming back to the UK because I was able to get Nando's yesterday. <laughs> well, how is, like, obviously we know the Will Ospreay Nando's thing. He is, it's more of with him than any one I've ever met before. But I saw you guys tweeting about this. I saw you guys getting, like, do you not have, I know there's a few Nandos in America, but do you not have anything of an, we go to America and we are amazed by the quality of the, uh, of the fast food most places. And yet, you guys come over from the States and it's all you want to talk about is so, going to get in your Nandos. So here's the thing. 
you're amazed by quality fast food in America because you guys have healthier food here. So when you have the bad stuff, it just tastes amazing to you. Oh, yeah. You don't realize how much badness is in the food. If I get to like a Whataburger or... Uh, Whataburger's not as bad. Like, it's, it's not as bad, honestly. But if you're going to eat like a, a Taco Bell or <laughs> something like that, you're going to suffer. Yeah, like it's, it's, you might end up in the fetal position. Like it's, it seems like quality, but it's really a lot of garbage inside of it. takes a lot to get through this, I have to say. Hey, man. I've ended up you're, that way you're before. You're not on your own, brother. You're not on your own. <laughs> I, call, I said it before, 340. Don't forget. Like, this is real. My actual last weight was 343, I think. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't even eat fast food. I don't like it because it, it tears me up. As occasional cheat days where I'll have like a, a Whataburger or something like that. But it's pretty rare, pretty rare. But if it's a Nando's, then you're all in. Dude, every time I come, I make sure I have to have Nando's. Something about the cleanliness of the food here that I really enjoy. Like my first time ever touching ground here, I had Sub Subway was my first place to try because at that time I thought that was healthy it's pretty bad in the states but here is a completely different taste and I can I can because of how I cook personally or my usual diet I can tell when something's clean versus when there's just some excess rubbish in it good use of rubbish well, that, yes knowing how to appeal to the UK audience um, I, what a cliche that you and I ended up talking about food when we got together to have a conversation yeah Indeed, um, kind of. I did want to ask about the basking his glory thing because where did that all come from? It's. I remember the first time I saw you. It was already people were chanting it to the Seven Nation Army, and it was already the thing. And I, I absolutely love it as a as a gimmick, as an idea. Where did it that initially come from? So I've told a story many a time. I have like I have like five different articles. Uh, with like Forbes and well, ESPN. I don't do any research for these things, Keith. It's fine. It's fine. Conversation. It's perfectly fine. But I do like telling a story because for those people that don't know, and matter of fact, somebody sent me a screenshot at one point that actually questioned the story of this and how it begun. And I felt like it was so disrespectful. So in case you see this person, you know who you are. That began because my first tryout with WWE was in 2008, three years after I started. And I had an entire week of just a single tryout, just me. And I got turned down that time. Dusty Rhodes told me that I was trash on the mic, basically. And he taught me a few things. 2011, I had another tryout. This one was only three days bit better on the mic but not quite there 2013 when the performance center first opened and had its very first try big tryout yeah so i was there with like 31 other guys and that tryout was the one i i had i felt like i'd come into my own talking and and kind of presenting myself and becoming that entity that specimen the deity if you will oh, I will. Uh, yes <laughs> and in that tryout Dusty Rhodes said to me and I quote you've got it you have a presence that I can I feel like I can bask in and he said take it and do with it what you will and so from there I told him I was like 
And this was before I left, obviously. I was like, what do you think about something like Bask in My Glory? And he was like, I like it, baby. And from there, that's how it was, it was created by Dusty Rhodes. That's one reason I hold on to it so dearly, because that moment meant so much for me. And I probably would have quit wrestling because I also got turned down that tryout as well. And I was on the verge of quitting wrestling in that conversation with him and with William Regal. Were, they're the only two reasons that I, I, I continued to wrestle. Um, and ever since that tryout, so from... I got injured after that. I came back in toward the end of 2014, I think in July, and I've been using it ever since then. So um, for anybody that's got questions, no, I didn't create it. Dusty Rhodes created it, <laughs> but it's his, his passion and his words that kind of touched my heart, and so I use it, and, and you know, it, it's, it's a special thing to me. I, I still think the genius of WWE and the Performance Center was bringing in Dusty Rhodes early on, bringing in William Regal early on, those people who are so giving and so kind of, you know, you can never hear a negative story about them. Everyone talks about the positive ways they impacted their career. Mm. Do, you, do you find that now that you're getting that with the guys you're working with there? Now have you found you've got a lot from... Triple H is the Shawn Michaels of this world that, that that you think has helped you in any way over the last year or so? Triple H is a brilliant mind. Uh, I don't... I, I've had a few talks with Shawn Michaels, but it's not like... Um, it's not like personable talks like I've had with, with Triple H. And honestly, uh, some of you are going to laugh at this, but I, I have to give credit where credit's due. The biggest impact that I've had to my career since I've been at the Performance Center is a man called Terry Taylor. You probably know who yeah, he is. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. There's so many stories about him, but his mind is absolutely brilliant when it comes to wrestling. And he has affected me in such a positive way and changed a lot of what I do and how I do it, how I progress. Um, just a lot has elevated for me personally since working alongside him. So um, I'm super grateful for, for working with him. And, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll get more time with Sean as well. But I think a lot, a lot of people in professional wrestling would be able to elevate their ability to be a star, not just a wrestler, not just a person doing moves, be a star by applying some of his knowledge. Well, look, Keith, it's been really good fun. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for talking to us, particularly with the jet lag and the already having had your match today. You had fun doing it in front of the UK crowd, though, it sounds like. so. Oh, I always love the UK crowd. There's, there's few experiences better. So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed myself. Love that. Well, you're welcome here anytime. Trust me, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, dude. Good man. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. 
it's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Small town in Yorkshire. He's just a small town in Yorkshire. Small town in Yorkshire. <laughs> the Limitless Keith Lee. Brilliant. Really, really enjoyed that. Hope you did as well. Look forward to your feedback at pro wrestle show on twitter uh, and on instagram to get in touch with us there uh, over the coming days we have got um uh, an aw special coming and we're going to be hearing from paul robinson we chatted him for a good half an hour 35 minutes after his protest championship win about how he got there how he feels about his crowd reaction to him uh you know the, the fact that he continues to do a full-time job working as a gas elect- uh, a gas engineer <laughs> a gas as fitter, well as wrestling yeah. at the same time yeah and then you know after I mean. after winning that title he went home had a mcdonald's and then he was in the in the office for six thirty the next morning covering his boss which i thought was quite brings you down to earth doesn't it um, it's coming off the back of what was a brilliant first week of NXT. I'll say initially, because the reaction was obviously massive to it, that what they did last week was basically a low-level version of a takeover. Title mm. changes, number one contender matches. Um, you know, there, there was It was incredibly high level. And I think as they adapt to being two hours weekly on TV, developing longer-term storylines, I think it'll slow in terms of the pace. I don't think it'll be kind of six or seven matches, all of them really high quality. But there were some amazing high points from this from Undisputed Era, finally claiming all four championships, and Imperium debuting, which I think sets up nicely for that War Games match that uh, that was teased to us by Alexander Wolfe a while back, to Pete Dunne uh, having his kind of NXT singles TV debut. Uh, I thought Candice LeRae and the number one contenders match was brilliant. Um, Leo Rush proved some stuff, Matt Riddle and Killian Dane. It kind of, it all worked. I just, I, I think people should temper expectations a little bit about what it's going to be long term. Absolutely. And I think that, I, I guess you want to always have a big sort of premiere, as you would say. But I, I think it, it will sort of get a real idea of what the live product's going to look like as the weeks go on now. And obviously, um, with it being two, I know, it's, I know it's still one hour, isn't it, on the TV for another week and then it goes to two hours. Um, I think, you know, as you say, it was done more as a special event and it will be interesting to see how they go about making it a weekly product, just as I think we're interested to see how AEW make their weekly product as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm really happy that we saw Imperium in that as well. And uh, I would welcome seeing more British talent, obviously sort of uh, it's kind of the worst kept secret in the world that Pete Dunne has moved to Florida now. And uh, obviously we're we're thinking that Tony Storm is someone that's going to be making more of a splash in the American side of NXT. So yeah, I think it's I think it's very positive, and I think that I guess when when AEW have maybe got into their stride a little bit, we'll do a little bit of a comparison and see what we think has you know, worked for each one and who's done best. 
Well, AEW will be coming up in a week's time today. So tomorrow we'll have a very special edition. Myself and Alex McCarthy, uh, our uh, US sports editor at TalkSport, uh, will be bringing you his exclusive interview with Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks. And we'll be hearing from SCU, my chat with them after uh, AEW All Out. We never even did a review of that show, John. We had a brilliant time <laughs> there, but we'll, we'll do good. that with Al tomorrow. Um, otherwise, any final thoughts, Johnny? Um, no, not at all. Um, I did just want to briefly mention, uh, you have a theory, don't you, about The Fiend, Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio? And I just feel uh, that you should probably say it now, document <laughs> it, because when it happens, you'll want to refer back to it, won't you? Yeah, I think me and Al were going to do a bit on WWE tomorrow. But Fine, let's, do it uh, tomorrow. I'll, just say, I'll say this now, no, I'm convinced that I thought that the that fatal five-way match, the, the elimination match on... Monday was really well played by WWE because what they did was they set up... uh, I'm not a huge fan, as a general rule, of having the other title holders in a match with the... um, The other title holders in a match that's deciding a number one contender or being involved in a title match. I'm not big fans of guys with two belts on them. It's Mm. not for me, necessarily. But what I think they did was by having Nakamura screw over Ricochet when it looked like he was going to get an elimination. Is you set up nicely for a Ricochet IC title challenge. By having the whole um, Bobby Roode actually pinning AJ Styles, you set up for a nice Bobby Roode, AJ Styles US title thing. And then you have Rey Mysterio come out as the winner. Uh, He goes on. I think you could see him. I still think the Dominic factor is going to come into it somewhere. But you could see him winning the title next week on TV thanks to some kind of interference from The Fiend. And people are going to be like, well, why have you blown your title opportunity? And his whole bit will be, it wasn't about a title opportunity. Uh, That's not what I care about kind of thing. So he'll then fight Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell in what is just a grudge match, in what isn't actually a title match. That way you keep the title away from The Fiend for now when it does feel too early to kind of have him go on that run. You've got so much story you can tell with him without the title. It feels like a waste of time. And from the Seth Rollins perspective, like, you know, his title run, I still believe in him because of how good he was with the IC belt. But it hasn't been particularly well received. And you can do some interesting stuff with Ray, with Dominic. Maybe it finally opens up the Samoa Joe title shot. There's lots that can be done with that. Absolutely. They need to pull the trigger on that Dominic story. I don't know whether maybe they're prolonging it because he's not quite up to speed. Um, That's possibly a good reason for it. But I I just wanted you to get that out there because I do feel that if it happens, uh, you'll need to go on Twitter and you'll need to boast about it because you've got something right, like an unnamed (laughs) person likes to do at the moment who gets quite a lot of stick from the wrestling community. Yes. I uh, I couldn't possibly mention who you mean. Bert <coughs> Shepard. Um, the, the other one that I did want to mention from this week uh, is, just as a side note, my favourite moment from SmackDown, although there was some great... The women's stuff is really good at the moment. Mm, yeah. But Kofi Kingston did that interview with Michael Cole, in which he was very charismatic, and it was a really good interview. But he, he was asked about facing off with... Uh, facing off with, um, with the Beast. And uh, he said, yeah, how... how how can you prepare for somebody known as the Beast Incarnate? You never know what Brock Lesnar's going to do in the ring. And I thought, um, well, he's probably going to get pretty sweaty, go bright red, bounce around a bit while Paul Heyman talks, and then suplex you. I'm pretty sure I can predict exactly what Brock Lesnar's going to do when he enters the ring with you. Just watch any of his matches. If there's anyone that's predictable, it's him. 
<laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? And um, did you see that? Uh, there's one thing I want to bring to the table. Did you see that? Uh, was it? I think it was main event, wasn't it? Before Raw, uh, that there was uh, a new face on commentary who was possibly being tested. No. Have you seen that? Um, she's out injured at the moment. She may not wrestle much anymore. She's a veteran, they would call her. She was recently pictured in a NASCAR. Can you guess who? <laughs> I don't know the pictures in a NASCAR bit. It's really thrown me. No? Can you not guess? Who what do you think? Out, who do you think? Out, well, I, I think she just did something while she was off. Um, can you think of... Who, who out of the women's roster, who's a slightly older lady, would be good at commentary? Mickey James? Absolutely. Oh really? Okay. And that also the NASCAR thing. Also, she was on commentary, I think, for for main event. I don't know whether that's out yet. I don't even know when main event comes out these days. But um, it'd be interesting to see if she's any good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is an interesting one. She's got some charisma. She was interesting when we chatted to her at the Super Bowl. So yeah, that's a good one, Uh, John. uh, Now I will say once more. Any final thoughts? No final thoughts, Your Honour. Beautiful. Well, this has been the Pro Wrestling Show. Tomorrow, AEW. Friday, Paul Robinson. It's just a glut of glorious content. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.